beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Hey everybody, welcome to Smut Club. I'm Hannah. And I'm Chelsea. And we're just gonna jump right into it. What you guys missed is well, we were... Oh, no, 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 I, no. I think we okay. should bring that in. Okay. So before we, we jump back into yeah. our reviews, which is what everyone is here for, um, we recently reviewed Morning Glory Milking Farm. We sure did. And there were a lot of euphemisms for hand jobs. There sure um, were. And honestly, my only regret with that entire episode is that Hannah had even more <laughs> euphemisms for hand jobs that we didn't get to. Yeah. So, like, just just as a refresher, in our review for Morning Glory Milking Farm, we had Hugh Jackman's. We, we had um, Tustin Jimberlake. We did. We had. Beef jerkies. We did. We had uh, Kansas milk. We had steak and shake. Um, we had what? What didn't we have that we were remiss to not have? Mm. We missed uh, burping the baby. We missed tickle my pickle, tickling the pickle, as it were. Uh, we missed the Landau. Which I liked. So this is a tangent <laughs> on the tangent since we haven't even started our review of this episode yet. <laughs> I um I went to seminary for grad <laughs> I went to a very conservative seminary for grad school. So seminary handshake is on the list. <laughs> Bazinga. Oh damn. Okay. So I took Woo! in the summer once a year. As a summer course, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. offered human sexuality. Sure. I also took human sexuality, but not at seminary. Yes. And to like, it was actually one of, well, you know, I would, I wonder if I took it now, if I'd still feel the same. <laughs> but like at the time I was like, this is a really great class. I really mm-hmm. wish everyone could take this class. But our very first day, because you have all of these like seminarians who like feel like super like awkward when it comes to like anything sexual. After our lunch break, we come in. And it was like a very, very long classroom with stadium seating. Like the stadium seating only went like three or four rows back. And it was just like a very long classroom. Okay. And there's a whiteboard across the entire front of the room. And when we walk in, there are just like oral sex, hand job, intercourse. Like all of these like subject lines almost on top of the whiteboard. And so then they're like, hey, guys, we want you to come up with a with a whiteboard marker and write every euphemism you can think of for all of these things. <laughs> so then you have, like, all of these, like, seminarians, like, giggling. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to put this. I'm going to put that. I would have won that game. Like, I don't know if it was a competition, no, but yeah. I would have won. Here's the thing, Hannah. I knew I would win. <laughs> and it wasn't a competition, <laughs> which was why I was like, you need to stay in your lane because people already don't like you in seminary because you have— Tattoos and piercings and your and a vagina and opinions. How dare you? Right, the a vagina and opinions. The audacity of me, just living my life in seminary. (laughs) And uh, 
But my favorite part was like people were writing all of these euphemisms on the board. And there were definitely some that I was like, that's not what that means. You did not catalog <laughs> like or a, categorize. Like a rusty trombone or something. Yes. There were things where they're like, the beast with two backs. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, but that's clearly just like sex. Like you, that shouldn't yeah. have gone under another category. Yeah. And so then like I included like riding the baloney pony. Yes. And like was trying to like toe the line there. Sure. To be fair, I think that's what I did a lot in seminary. I just like towed the line <laughs> and pissed everyone off. And then to be fair, that almost got me evicted. And I did get put on disciplinary probation and almost got for riding the baloney pony. No, because someone reported me for drinking and it was against the school policy. Oh my stars, Chelsea. Well, and then like our apartment manager was like, Chelsea, someone reported that you like came into the building intoxicated one night. And I was like, listen, I am loud and I am clumsy and I could have been completely sober. And he goes, yeah, honestly, that tracks. <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't really know what this says about who reported it versus me. Like, thank you. Right? Yeah. But yes, so that's that was a tangent just about the euphemisms that, and like, and all of these seminarians yeah. using several of them incorrectly. That's the best part. Or what was, there was like one that was like Puff the Magic Dragon. No, and no, I was like, no, no, no. That's a, that's a marijuana reference, not yeah. a sexual reference. But once again, that's not something that I felt like I could correct in seminary without putting another target on my back. Yeah. As if my tattoos it's didn't like, do enough. Like if you had put up like, clobbering the clown that would have been like essentially the nail in the coffin you know what I mean and what I would like to do is just open it up for any listeners who feel so inclined like I don't know where we're posting this or where we're sharing this or whatever but like post what you know man like what are what are your preferred euphemisms that you think are really funny I'm all about a clever sexual euphemism. We love it. And and for those of you who, again, listen to the Morning Glory Milking Farm episode, you will know there were a lot and there could have been more. Um, there definitely could have but, been more. But what, okay, so there could have been more, but what were they? What did we miss <laughs> that, like, that could have been part of that journey? Um, ham job is a good one. Ham job? Uh-huh, a Josh Walker. Um, Holiday Delight. Muppet necking is my favorite one, actually, <laughs> that I didn't get to. <laughs> Muppet necking. Holy shit. Muppet necking. Um, a diabetes off. I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. To those of you with the chronic illness of diabetes, we apologize. Um, a tuggy, which is a classic. Um, Steve Jobs, which I appreciate. R.I.P. Uh, sure. Uh, milkshake. Flapjack. <laughs> really a lot of different food groups here. Um, and honestly, food euf- euphemisms are like a league of their own. Yes, they really are. I could do a whole episode on just food mu- euphemisms. Um, Eight-inch bicep curl is another good one. Um, the Midas touch is one of my ah, favorites. That's <laughs> like, a solid one. You know, I really do enjoy the Greek and Roman mythology. So the Midas touch really speaks to me. Um, yeah, yeah. That's probably, I'm trying to see if I missed any. Um, the British forearm is a good one. Um, I feel, well, I guess that's not masturbation from 
from that review. You'll you'll have to go back, but am I I was like, oh like Rosie Palmer feels like one that we've missed. Yeah. That feels like an obvious one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um the snug tug, the hamburglar. The hamburglar. All right. I think I think we should leave it with we hamburglar. We should just leave it with hamburglar. I don't think we can get any better than the list that we've already had, but if you are listening to this and feel like you can improve upon the list, Please we share. would love, Please absolutely share. love to yeah. hear how you would improve it. Yes. I I want to know because I feel like my list is fairly comprehensive, but I'm also aware that it is not complete. So anything that can be added, I'm very open to. We love that. We yeah. love an open energy. Yes. It's all about openness, honesty, and willingness, you know? Much like our podcast. <laughs> so from that vantage point, let's hop in to today's review, which is Feral Sins mm. by Suzanne Wright. Mm-hmm. It is the first book in the Phoenix Pack series. And tell me, what is it about, Chelsea? It's about the relationship between two shifters. What kind of shifters? Fuck you, Hannah. <laughs> It is about a relationship between two wolf shifters. <laughs> wolf? <laughs> wolf? For those shifters. of you who have not been tracking us thus far, Chelsea really struggles with the word wolf. And that includes werewolf. That includes wolf rick. It includes all kinds of things. So... Woof. Wolf. Woof. <laughs> I said it. Woofrick was the character. You did it. <laughs> was the character in Neighbors. Um, this book is about wolf shifters. Wolf shifters. Wolf shifters. I so it. here's the thing. I can either say woof or you can hear me slowly pronounce this word <laughs> to get it correct every time. And that's really going to eat into how long you listen to this podcast if you aren't listening on time and a half. So, sure, sure. If I say it fast, no one will notice. Sure, go Wolf for shifters. it. Uh-huh. Anyways, mm-hmm. so this is Feral Sins, the first book in the Phoenix Pack series by Suzanne Wright about wolf shifters. Uh-huh. And so we, I'm just going to tell you about our two main characters. You have Taryn Warner. Taryn. Taryn is our main female love interest. And then mm-hmm. you have Trey Coleman. Trey is the alpha over the Phoenix Pack. Mm. Taryn is the daughter of Lance Warner, who is an alpha of his own pack. I don't know. I don't, they mention it once or twice. I honestly don't remember what his pack's title is. No one really cares if we're being completely honest. Sure. So, something important to know about Taryn is she is a latent shifter. So what that means is she's a grown-up, like, she's, like, 23, and she has never shifted. So like, she, like, has, mm. like, she's a shifter. She has her wolf inside her, but, like, who, like, she can, like, feel and, like, understands her energy, and they, like, reverb off each other, but she's never actually successfully shifted into her wolf form ever. And so there's a lot mm. of disgrace around this. So she doesn't have access to her wolf, like full access. Yes, she doesn't have full access. She has some, like she okay. like understands her wolf's emotion. She, Hannah, like the look on her face every time I say this word, I'm honestly trying to figure out how to review this book without saying the word wolf and we Just aren't going to be able to get it. don't look at my face. I, I won't. I, w- I won't look at your face anymore. Okay. 
So yes, she she has access and like mm-hmm. understands her emotions, understands her frustrations, understands like what she's feeling at all times. Right. But her wolf has never fully surfaced, has never presented. We so that's a thing. And there's a lot of shame in that. Mm. And like there's a lot of like, who gives a shit? You're you're latent. She's also a healer. Mm. And so pretty much her role in her her father's pack is like she's the she's the pack bitch who's just, like, the healer. And, like, even when she, like, goes out to the club, like, she can't, like, drink or have fun with her friends because she's always on call for anyone who might need healing. And, like, her mother and and mate passed away when Mm. she was, like, nine years old. So, like, she, like— Wait, 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 wait. Hold up and rewind. She had a mate at nine years old? So— in the shifting community, there are true mates, and then you can, like, imprint upon someone if they aren't your true mate, but you want to have a long-standing relationship with them. Okay. And so when she was a child, her childhood best friend, Joey, everyone knew, was her true mate. Mm. And he died in a car accident. I think it was a car accident. I don't fully remember. Died in an accident with her mother. Oh. That's yes. a double whammy. So, like, in one fell swoop, she's a child. She loses— her her true mate and she loses her mother and is like is is distraught and then she's latent and so like as an adult like her dad's like really a dick and super abusive and is mm. like like well your mother would have been ashamed to have a latent shifter as a child like it's just really like taking advantage of his daughter and her dad is also very like alliance heavy and always wants to make alliances with different packs. And so like, isn't afraid to make like an alliance out of a marriage. And so he's like, not, mm. he, he's very willing to sell Taryn off, which we will get to in a second. So he's power hungry. He's very power hungry. Yeah. Lance, not Vance, like my husband. <laughs> Two different people. Vance is not a wolf shifter. I love that you said it the way I say it to make me feel better. I did do that. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, For the record, my husband is not a shifter. His (laughs) name is Vance. I love him. He's not a shifter. If he was, there'd be a lot more questions and conversations to be had. We probably wouldn't have them on a podcast, though, because of, like, the government probably trying to come take him away, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. We need to keep that shit under wraps. Yeah. That is not something we could publicly So just to be very clear— Vance is not a shifter of any kind. I'm really glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Yes. You're welcome. Okay. So we have Taryn Warner, and that's kind of her backstory. And then we have Trey Coleman, and Trey is the leader of this pack. Mm -hmm. Now, Trey, when he was 14, challenged his own father for Alpha, Mm. for the role of Alpha, and like— his father lost the challenge. Trey didn't kill him, which is, like, kind of customary in a lot of these challenges and battles. Right. Did not kill his father. But then the pack was like, let's just, instead of giving Trey his rightful position as alpha of this pack, let's banish him instead. So Trey's pack is made up of people who were like, fuck that shit. That is not okay. He won this battle. He won this challenge. We are going to honor him as our alpha. Mm-hmm. So they all left with him. Okay. So the Phoenix pack is all people who left Trey's father's pack. So he caused, he caused like a great divide at this point. Yes, when he was okay. like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So in a little bit of backstory with that is like, I forget how old he was. He may have been a baby, but like, a 
someone, a gypsy, I don't know, someone with prophetic abilities. Sure. Told his father that, like, Trey would usurp him at some point. Mm. And then, like, that kind of set it in stone, right? So then his dad has spent Trey's entire life planning for when his son will inevitably try and overtake him, which obviously is going to impact their dynamics when his dad doesn't want to lose his role as alpha. Right. So this, the book is all starting where Trey's father has passed away. Mm. I don't remember how. Honestly, it's not super important to the general story. But the beta of that pack, Daryl, who is Trey's uncle, has taken over and is now the pack alpha and has reached. Oh. Yes. And he has um, s- sent in a formal request to the council. I don't really know how this works. To reunite the packs. Mm. So basically, he would be absorbing Lance's pack of the Phoenix. Well, no, Lance isn't the Phoenix pack. Oh, okay, okay. Trey is the Phoenix pack alpha. Oh, 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 oh. And then, okay. so there's, yes, and that's why, like, there's there's a lot of detail that I just want to yeah. make sure we all are clear on, so on the front Lance end. Lance has the Phoenix pack, so. Nope. Fucking A. Trey has it. the Phoenix Trey pack. Trey has the Phoenix pack. Taryn's father, Lance, has his own. So we're talking about three packs. Okay. The pack that Trey's uncle, Daryl, is the alpha of. Got it. And then Trey is the alpha of Phoenix Pack. Right. And then Taryn's father, Lance, is the alpha of a third pack. And Daryl wants to absorb Trey's pack. (laughs) Yes. He's saying like, hey, let's reunite these packs. There's no reason we need to be separate. And Trey's like, the fuck we are going to reunite these packs because I won that battle and no one honored that I won the challenge. Mm -hmm. And so, no, we aren't going to reunite these packs and I'm not all about this. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, where we start in the book. Okay. So, technically, where we start in the book is Taryn waking up in an unknown bed. We've, in the future, learned that it is Trey's bed. She wakes up and she's like, what's this, like, delicious smell of, like, this, like... We've all been there, babe. It's all good. Right? Who hasn't woken up in a bed after some strange... (laughs) Actually, I'm totally kidding because they didn't bone. What we find out is um, Trey's, like... Enforcers were like, well, we knew you wouldn't come willingly to talk to us, so we drugged you and brought you here. Um, hashtag can't relate to that bit. Right. And like that is have have some have we maybe historically woken up in someone's bed after some strange? Yes. Were we drugged to get there? No. It was willing and consensual, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Consent is important. Yes. Yes. So Taryn wakes up in in this strange bed and is also like. There's a really, really yummy smell happening around She's here. into that. Yeah, she's very into what is ultimately Trey's scent. Mm. And so Trey is like, hey, why don't we make a deal? Because I know your father is trying to get an alliance and I want you to pretend to be my mate. And so let's pretend to be mates. Mm. And then your dad will then be my alliance against my uncle Mm. in this whole battle. That feels like a recipe for disaster in total honesty. Well, if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have a book, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I suppose it could work out really well. But it also, like, if we look at that cost-benefit sort of situation— 
feels risky. So it's also worth noting, Trey's true mate has also passed away. Oh, no. But their situation was a little bit different. His true mate passed away when she was a newborn. Uh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. So, so what, how do we know? Yeah, so you see, what had happened was... <laughs> what had happened was... Um, this woman was holding her crying baby and then Trey took the baby and the baby stopped crying and like looked up at him and the mom was like, holy shit, y'all are true mates. And Trey's like, oh, fuck, I don't know, I'm 14. <laughs> you just handed me a crying baby. And then two months later, the baby passed away, like Aww. in their sleep, like never woke up, which is very, very sad. But very then Trey's sad. like, do I grieve this? Do I not? I don't know if I felt this connection, but... They like they said we were true mates, but I was young and like we never got to know each other. So like he kind of feels some turmoil mm-hmm. around this as a whole. But the general thought being, both of them have lost their true mates, so sure. they're not like holding out, hoping to find the other one or anything of that capacity. So Trey has his enforcers drug Taryn, and this is where we start. Like we start with her being drugged and waking up with their pack. It's a bold choice. Right? And so, like, she goes and wanders and then, like, have this full conversation. And Trey's like, hey, would you agree to a fake mating with me? Like, just— A fake mating. Just to get us through my uncle's challenge of our pack. We need alliances. This would, like, be great for both of us. And then there's also the fact that Taryn's father, Lance, has been trying to get an alliance with this dude, Roscoe. Roscoe? Why is there always a Roscoe? And this Roscoe is the fucking worst. (laughs) Like, I don't know if any of the Roscoes are good. They're not. But this Roscoe is, like, very, like, into breaking alpha females into, like, being submissive and, like— And Taryn's like, I see, like, his smile doesn't reach his eyes, and it's smarmy, and I don't trust him. But, like, everyone else is like, no, like, we're so excited. So Taryn's father, Lance, is trying to get an alliance with Roscoe. And her father, Lance, is super abusive of her anyway. Yes. Like, okay. they, they do not have a great relationship okay. at all. Okay. So he wouldn't be holding out on this relationship because of the possible impact on Taryn. Like, he doesn't give a shit. No. In fact, Taryn's like, you know there's rumors about, like, everyone talks about how, like, Roscoe beats women. And his dad is like, well, maybe you need a man with a firm hand. Oh, no. Yes. like No, 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 no. So, like, no one has Taryn's back here. Mm. So, Trey is like, hey, what if we mate and, like, say, like, we, like, we found each other, we're true mates, and then I can get an alliance with your dad that'll help us get through this battle with my uncle. And then when we get on the other side, we can be like, oh, our bad. We Oops. we scented each other incorrectly. We are not true mates. And then just like go about our lives. Mm. And so Taryn's like, okay, I don't fully hate this idea because I want to get the fuck out from the potential of having to marry Roscoe because he is a psycho. So that would be the condition of the alliance between Lance, her father, and Roscoe, the leader of the other pack, would be her marriage to him. Yes. If if Roscoe, like if she mated with Roscoe, also worth noting, um, like there's, in the shifter community, there's claiming marks. And so like you bite someone, like they have a claiming mark that shows like, 
I belong mm, to taken. someone. Yes, yeah. exactly. And Roscoe bit Taryn and like left a claiming mark that like she wasn't chill with. So like she's like covering Ooh. it with makeup and like yeah. In the book, they even say like in this community, it's almost like a form of assault. Right. I would say that's like a non-consensual. Yeah. Yes. That's not cool. Well, and so like, because like Trey notices like she's covering this like mark with makeup and he's like, why are you covering this mark? And she's like, because I didn't ask for this shit. And like, he's not my mate and I'm not doing this. And so they hatched this whole plan because her dad's like, hey, your mating ceremony to Roscoe is going to be at the next full moon. That's a, that's a week out. Mm-hmm. And so they hatched this whole plan where... Taryn is at the Pulse, which is the Shifter Club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like they, they organically plan that like Trey will happen to be there and they'll cross paths. And so in the so organically. Right. And so how it apparently happens in this community is like you might be like passing and then like you sent the other person, you're like, holy shit, they smell so good. And then you like rub your nose all up in their neck and then you bite them. And so, and then they're yours, I guess. That's kind of how this, like, mating claiming works. And, like, so Taryn is at the club. She's sober. She has to heal someone from her old pack. And she is, with being the pack healer, there's different types of healing. And the way in which she heals is, like, she, like, puts her hands on their body and, like, figures out, like, where the issue is. And then Mm -hmm. it's, like, mouth to mouth. And she's, like, I'm not removing the injury but I'm sucking the bad out of it and so she'll be like hey I need you to open the window so, she so she's w- taking out bad vibes and then like breathing yes, them like out. mouth CPR she takes in all of the bad from their body and then breathes out the bad into like through the window into the ether okay and then she does that enough times and like removes the bad fully and then they're healed mm-hmm. so that's how that works in this world I mean, okay. Right? I signed on to a lot already, so I'm just going to let that ride. Yes. So their staged meeting goes as planned. They they pass each other. He smells her. She smells him. They start grinding on each other. As one does. Right? He bites her. She orgasms. Hmm. Powerful bite on the neck, it must be, all I'm saying. (laughs) So wait, does she actually orgasm or does she like fake an orgasm for the sake of the claiming? No, she actually orgasms. Okay. And they're like super into each other's smells and like really like, Mm. they're doing well with each other even though this is like supposed to be fake. So like the whole smell thing, I just kind of struggle with sometimes. But then I think back to, I had, I had COVID last year. Um or I guess two years ago now, and I lost my sense of smell. And I remember getting super depressed and crying and giving my husband a kiss on his forehead and just sobbing. And he was like, what is wrong? And I was like, I can't, I can't smell you. And he was like, okay, like, please go to sleep. So, I mean, I know that smell is important, well, and also but like, think, that's like, a lot. Smell is related to taste. One time I was sick and my husband- <laughs> <The> fuck? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't licking my husband's no, forehead. I didn't think you were licking your husband's forehead. I was thinking of when I had a cold and I, my husband and I were very newly married and there was a soup I really liked and bless his sweet soul. He's like, Chelsea doesn't feel well. She She's sick. She left work early. I'm going to make her the soup that she really likes that we yeah. have it on hand and we're ready for it. Um, we also like really spicy things and I wouldn't say my husband taste tested the soup as he was going. <laughs> and so I cannot smell 
or taste a damn thing. And he's so excited about the soup he made. And I took one bite and I couldn't taste anything, but I suddenly felt the spice. The numbness. Pain happening. And I burst into tears. (laughs) And my husband is like, I'm so sorry. I'll never make you soup again. I was like, no, 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 that's not, that's not the end result of this. I'm sorry. That's no, please make me soup in the future. But yes, that's why that was what I was thinking of when I said smell and taste are related. <laughs> um, sure. Not to be weirder than that. So, sure. but as soon as like Trey claims Taryn in this capacity, it breaks her packling. So like her dad, Ooh. her dad is suddenly like, what the fuck? I don't know where Taryn is. Like she's no longer in our packling. So he could sense her when she was part of the pack. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, like, all of the pack link, they have, like, some sort of bond where they can feel at some level. I think it's, like— But yes. wait. So when Roscoe did his claiming, it did not break the pack link. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. Roscoe was, like, I, I'm going to force this to happen, so I'm just going to bite her and make it happen. Right. And then, like, physiologically, the universe was, like, we will not be doing that. Fuck right. you, Roscoe. We do not co-sign your bullshit Exactly. Yeah. So Lance shows up at the bar and is like, you need to come home with me. And Trey's like, you aren't taking my mate away from me. I just found my mate. And everyone's like, no, we actually don't. Oh, did. shit. Yeah, like everyone's like watching it. And it's like, no, we, saw, we just saw this happen. Like this is like a true mating, a true mate situation that just happened where they just found each other. We all watched it. It was organic. It was honest. It was true. Even um, though they orchestrated it and faked it. Yes. But also this means that like, they're then denying, like, she's like, oh, I guess I was wrong about Joey in my childhood being my true mate. Because and I he's d- like, I guess I was wrong about the infant. But no one really knows about the infant because, like, oh, there's okay. kind of, like, some shame there. Like, so Trey's father was super abusive mm. and... Trauma bonding. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of trauma bonding happening. Um, but also just... I don't know. Honestly, I, I lost where that was going. <laughs> I don't even know. My my dog started whimpering. I got distracted. Um, yeah, he never really told anyone about Summer because Summer was the the name of the little girl who died because he was really upset when she passed away and he started like destroying his room and his mm. dad put it together what happened and started teasing him about it. Aww. So like Trey isn't the most emotionally developed human because Mm, he was never really shown how to do that. Right. That makes sense. Right. So, like, Lance shows up at the bar and is like, I'm taking my daughter home with me. And Trey's like, the fuck you are taking my maid away from me. She's mine now. And so everyone's like, yeah, we're kind of like, even like Lance's enforcers and like bodyguards are like, no, we saw it happen. Like, Mm. you gotta, you gotta let her go You gotta surrender her to Trey. Yes. And mind you, like, Taryn had already like, Put a bag of clothes in her car, ready for this occasion. <laughs> She's like, I'm out. <laughs> yes. So then that's only like part of the claiming. Like he like bit her, but like the rest of the claiming process is actually like engaging in sex and like, but it's very, he's an alpha and she's an alpha female. And so there's a lot of like submission issues where he's like, oh. like, oh, like I want you to submit. She's like, I'm not. I'm not a submissive, like I'm not a beta, I'm not I'm not submissive, like I am an alpha female. I will not submit to you unless like you deserve me to submit to you. Right, you need to prove yourself to me. Exactly. Mm. So there's a lot of like, I don't know, the claiming process, there's a lot of him like chasing her around. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not non-consensual. 
Right. But it's also like, she's like, you won't get me. Like you, you won't, you won't make me submit. And he's like, watch me. And then at some point. So it's like a primal kink? A little bit. Like they use the word like impaled at some (laughs) point. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, my exact notes say claiming process, chased and impaled on dick. I mean, if you're gonna be impaled, I guess on dick is the way to go. One would hope. I would. There are there are other things I would rather not be impaled on if there's an option. I mean, I don't think I would want to be impaled on anything, just generally speaking. But if I got <laughs> to choose, I guess I would choose. You're like, dick. but of all the options <laughs> of what I could be impaled on, I guess a dick is the the least of the evils. Yeah, I just think of like Vlad the Impaler. Like I don't I don't want like a stake through my abdomen. Like no. No. No, no, no one wants that. Let's avoid that. <laughs> so he claims her, sure. he chases her around. There's also like a lot of marking in this process where he's like you're mine and there's a, there's like a lot of possessive Mm. energy happening. A dominant situation. Yes, where he's like, I want everyone to know you're mine now. And so, like, she, like, shows up to breakfast and everyone's like, I thought my claiming night was rough. Like, damn, girl, good for you. And then, like, everyone's like, yeah, we heard you as well. Like, you guys are not quiet with your sexual <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> like, the, the beta's like, I'm pretty sure I heard her call him a motherfucking ass, ass-licking cocksucker. So, the pack is fully aware of... This new claim. But the Phoenix Pack is also aware that, like, this is a mating of convenience for now. Oh, okay. So Trey, okay. I forgot to So they're that. all in on... Trey the- did tell all of them beforehand, like, hey, this is our plan moving forward. There's one hoe in the pack. Her name is Selma. Trey fucked her once years ago. And mm. in, in her head, ever since, and she's like, I'm inevitably going to be the alpha female of this pack. And Trey's like, we fucked once years ago. You shall not be the alpha female. But like Selma's right. like really doubling down on this like image of herself. Mm-hmm. And so she does not fuck with Taryn. So like most of the people in the pack are kind of like, I guess you're here and we're accepting for now. But then there are like one or two that are like, you're only here for a few weeks or like for like 12 weeks or however long it is. And like, we can't wait to get rid of you. And like, fuck you, goodbye. So, um, yes, then they go and, like, they meet with Trey's uncle about, like, reuniting the packs and Trey's uncle. And they're like, we don't want to do that. And Trey's like, if you, if that is, if you're going to hold to this request, we will formally challenge you. Mm. And Trey's uncle's like, come at me, bro. We're going to do this challenge. I will, like, we will reunite these packs. And Trey's like, okay, I guess we're, we're gearing up to this unless we can get a transition at some point. Mm-hmm. So. We find out that Daryl, Trey's uncle, is still going to challenge, and so they have this battle coming up. We also find out that Roscoe gets wind that Taryn is now mated to someone else, and he's like, fuck y'all, Uh-oh. she's my mate. I have an alliance planned. I already bit her. She is my mate. And so Trey is once again like, well, you're going to have to challenge me for that because she's mine, bro. So. Right. It's been consummated, bitch. Like. Yeah. Okay. Right. This is misogynistic and gross, but okay. So Roscoe shows up to Phoenix Pack territory and is like, I'm challenging you. She's mine. 
And Trey's like, she's not. Get over it. And Roscoe's like, like, just completely mm. negging him about it. And he's like, oh, you're like, what are you, what are you, okay. Like, so they decide to battle and then they change into their wolf form. And so also worth noting, Trey, when he shifts, frequently turns feral and just like, is no longer, like, his wolf completely takes over. There's no mm. human there. Okay. He's just, like, it's a challenge. It needs to die. And, like, no rhyme or reason can stop him. And it's very difficult to bring him back from this space when his wolf goes this hardcore. Sure. I see you smirking over my description of wolf. We're going to move past it. Hey there, smart puppies. We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us, because we sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Because you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. All right, I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. So, Roscoe challenges Trey. Right. And they battle. Trey wipes the floor with him. Like, it is, like, not a battle. It's really, honestly, kind of sad to watch. In fact, like, Roscoe's, like, pack is all behind him. And they're like, mm. yeah, this is kind of how we thought this was going to go. <laughs> Like, we're embarrassed, but we knew we were going to be. Right? Yeah. And so, Taryn, what's like, what then everyone's like losing their shit about is that Trey is still feral in his wolf form. She calls him Cujo when he is in that form. <laughs> so, she's like, okay. she's like, hey, Cujo, come here. And so, the, everyone's like, don't go near him. He's feral. He will hurt you. And she's like, he won't hurt me. I swear. And she's like, I don't actually feel that confident, but I am just going to say it anyway. And mm-hmm. she's like, and he has some injuries that I can't heal until he shifts back to his human form. So she starts engaging with him and like brings him out of this feral state and gets him to transition back and shift back. So then everyone is like losing their shit over the fact that like she was able to like talk down a feral shifter. Right. So they really are mates. It's not a convenience thing. Like it's real mm-hmm. life. It's convenient, but they're because they are still linked, they like are mates for uh, now. Okay, okay. But they also are trying to avoid the imprinting process from starting. So if you aren't true mates, mm-hmm. you can still develop your bond and your link through the imprinting process. Like Twilight. Exactly. Okay. Um, but once you've started imprinting, if you separate in the future, it's a very difficult thing because you've imprinted that you are that you belong to each other, right? So imprinting is a choice not necessarily like if your relationship just continues to progress naturally you Mm -hmm. can unintentionally just start the imprinting process as Mm -hmm. your relationship continues okay okay so both of them are like yes trey and taryn are like we are mated for now but we are not trying to imprint on each other we realize this has a has an end date so then everyone is like even more amazed when she can calm him down and get him out of his feral state. Mm, okay. Um. So then Trey gets like super in his head about this whole mating and is like, 
she talked me down. And then whenever she does, like, uses her healing abilities, it really, like, weakens her. Mm. And it just takes a lot of energy. So, like, right. she, like, healed Trey. And then he was like, you're never using your gift again. You look worse than I did before we came in here. Mm-hmm. And it's, so, like, that's a whole thing in itself where, like, she, like, heals him. But then, like, after she healed him, he really started, like, withdraw when he's, like, thinking about their bond and, like, not, like, like they made it. She, he's, like, holy shit. She, like, calmed me down when I was feral. Like, we, we don't want to imprint. I really need to withdraw and pull back. Mm-hmm. So he promotes his head enforcer, Tao, to being Tao. T-A-O. Okay. Tao. He promotes his head enforcer, Tao, to the role of Taryn's bodyguard. Hmm. Um, so that way he's like, I don't need to be around her as much because I've appointed someone so I can put some like emotional distance between us there. Right. So I don't have to protect her and watch out for her. My number two has got it. I can mind my own business and not become more attached to her. Exactly. So he starts, okay. like, really pulling back. But, like, at this point, like, they're boning on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> attachments have been formed. Yes. Like, there are attachments being formed. Like, she started to feel him withdraw a little bit. But, like, normally, like, he always, like, comes back and, like, gets there. And she, like, he, like, gets into bed one night and, like, doesn't, like, cuddle up to her. And she's like, oh, fuck. Like, I made it with a dude who doesn't even want me. Mm. So, like, she's having all of these feelings and frustrations. And so, Taryn's best friends from her from her father's pack had been at the club with her that night and, like, watched all this go down. But they're still, like, we're not entirely sure that this is a true mating because, like, we knew Joey. We mm. knew you in childhood. Are you safe? Are you good? Were you just trying to get away from Roscoe? What the fuck is happening? So, like, they— So, they didn't know the plan. No. Her okay. friends did not know the plan. Only Trey's pack knew the plan. So they come out to visit and, like, get assurances. And, like, when they're there, Trey is super, like, he, like, comes out, does the act, does the show, pulls her on his lap. But then, like, both of their woofs, yes, I realize Mm -hmm. woofs, um, wolves, (laughs) both of their wolves, um, both of their woofs are, like, feeling agitated because they're feeling the disconnect from their humans and, like, being, like, like, oh. like their woofs are, like, because their woofs are mates. And so right. they're, like, what the fuck? Why aren't you spending time with them? Like, and so they're getting more agitated. So then when, like, Taryn's friends come and, like, Trey's, like, putting on this show that they're good, like, both their woofs are, like, oh, like, thank God. We're, like, finally touching again. Like, this feels so nice. Mm-hmm. And then we also find out, like, Taryn is a bird whisperer. Hold up. <laughs> I don't, I don't, hold up, hold up, hold up, what? I don't fucking know. What? What is a bird whisperer? There's a crow, like animals have just always been drawn to her. And so there's a crow who lives on the property of pack territory who takes a liking to her and like shows up, follows her around. When she goes on a run, he follows her. And so she's a bird whisperer. This is going to come into play in in the future. Not quite now. So she's not just like friends with the one bird. They've decided she's the bird whisperer. But there's one main bird. There's one main main crow. Sure. Sure. Who's going to come up. See, now all I can think about is Old Crow Medicine, the band, and Wagon Wheel, the song. That's all I can think of now. My husband and I lived in Nashville for so long, and every Mm. single fucking troubadour, every single... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> honky tonk 
if like every single karaoke participant, truly, I imagine it was like, if I hear wagon wheel one more time, I'm going to bash my head in with a wagon wheel was where I got. Now, mind you, my parents also live in the middle of nowhere, but then the nearest city to them is Johnson City, Tennessee. I was going to say Johnson City, Tennessee. Tennessee. Right. It's so <laughs> annoying because I'm like, I both loathe the song after hearing it so many fucking times. But also I'm like proud of Johnson City for making it into a song. <laughs> so it's a weird dichotomy. <laughs> anyway, aside from old crow medicine in general, right? we so, have a crow in the we, equation. We have a crow. She calls him LJ. I don't remember what LJ stands for. She gives the crow a nickname. So like Taryn is going about her life bummed, feeling very confused about this whole like tray pulling back emotionally. Goes for pizza with her bodyguard, Tao. And, like, when Trey realizes, like, she's not around, like, he loses his shit that, like, she's not Mm. there. And then you're like, but you've also been withdrawing and she, like, she wanted pizza. Right. You sent her away, basically. But what we also find out is, like, Tao has some feelings for Taryn. Or Tao. Right? So, like, he's her bodyguard, but also, like, is kind of benefiting from Trey withdrawing. But when they get back on to unpack territory, when she's like talking to Trey and Trey's like, you like, you, like, where did you go? Like, I didn't know. And it's like super upset about it. Well, then they go out to her car and someone has vandalized her car on pack oh territory. Soul. Like they like spray painted like whore in huge letters nice. on the side of her car kind of energy. I mean, if you're into a, like a degradation kink, I, th- I guess that'd be cool. But there's not a degradation kink in this <laughs> book though. Someone just vandalized so the car. it's not cool. It's not cool in this book. And yes. it's not washable paint, I imagine. No, and like, so like Taryn and like Trey are both like super upset about this. Mm. And she's like, all right, like I'm like trying to like stay strong. I already gave up everything in my life to come join this pack to not have to marry Roscoe. And now my mate is withdrawing and my car is vandalized. And like, I'm just getting through what the fuck, but like I'll make it. So she like she keeps going in this this capacity, but then it, we come upon the anniversary of her deceased mother's birthday. Okay, and so Trey's in his office, and his beta, whose name is Dante, and two of his enforcers come in, and they're like, "What the fuck did you do?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Taryn's not okay. Like Taryn is a shell of a human. She's not talking. She's not engaging to anyone. What did you do?" And he's like. I don't know, like, she seemed a little subdued this morning, but I don't know. And they're like, well, you need to fix it. Like, she's clearly not okay. Right. And so then, like, Trey follows them out and, like, finds her. And then he's like, like, talk to me. Like, baby, what's wrong? And she's like, no, you don't get to, like, pull this now. Like, you you can't decide that we're mates now. You can't decide this is cool now. Like You can't pull away from me and then show up now. Exactly. She's like, fuck you. I want to be alone. So can we time out for a moment and appreciate that his number two and two of his enforcers were, like, Taryn's upset, obviously, like, Trey fucked up. Like, it wasn't, like, something must have happened. It was, like, Trey's a douche. Like, and well, they immediately came at him. And so after she, like, calmed him down when he went feral, outside of, like, Selma and, a, like, a couple other, like, of her friends in the pack, mm-hmm. like, it entirely gained the respect of everyone else in the pack. Nice. So then everyone has, like, accepted her as their alpha female, even if it's only temporary, like, 
all of the enforcers, all of the pack is, like, super defensive of her. And they're like, no, she is our alpha female now. So then they, like, see Trey not around as much. They see her pulling back, and they're like, what in the actual fuck? You need to fix Mm. this. This is worse than usual. Right, right, right. And then, once again, Trey is, like, trying to be like, no, baby, talk to me. And she's like, no, quite literally, leave me the fuck alone. You don't get to, like, decide when to do this or not. Right, right. I can't just be your mate when you feel like it and then not when you're not into it. Exactly. Yeah. And so then, like, she takes off and goes down to the river, but then she, like, smells all of them, and she's like, I guess I'm not alone like I asked to be. So then she sends all of them on on a wild goose chase. Like, Hmm. they they come and find Trey, and they're like, Taryn's gone. We can't find her. And Trey's like, what do you mean you can't find her? Then, like, he starts losing his shit because he really does care. He just, like, doesn't do well with emotional connections and is, like, was Mm. feeling like he needed to withdraw to, like, self- preserve right and so they're like taryn's gone we followed her like you said we can't find her anywhere now so she led them on an entirely wild goose chase covered her scent nice and snuck back into their like caves where they live and went down to one of the guest rooms not sea not a sea cave not like master salt and bone (laughs) just a normal cave in the side of a mountain regular cave noted yes and so she's in one of the guest rooms there and then like Trey comes in and finds her. And he was the one who kind of put together, like, she probably sent us on a wild goose chase because she said she wanted to be alone. So then Trey's, like, laying there with her while she's asleep, and, like, he goes through this shoebox that she had been holding that had all of these, like, childhood memories. And, like, re- So she doesn't know he's there? She's asleep. Okay, okay. So he finds her, and she's asleep in the room. Yes. Okay. So she's asleep, has this shoebox of memories. He starts going through it realizes it's her mother's birthday, then is like, man, I'm such a fucking asshole. Like, yeah. Like, I can't believe I've been doing all this shit. I, this isn't like, even if like, this isn't forever, she's still my mate. I'm hurting her. I need to like, not do this. And so Mm. let's, let's fix this. So. Because Trey is emotionally stunted and not great with, with his vocabulary. He's like, I'm going to give her a blowjob. And I'm going to go down on her to make this up to her. Um, and so he, she wakes up. They have a conversation. They, he, he apologizes in his own way. And then is like, let me, please let me smell you. Please let me go down on you. Please, like, let me apologize in this way. This is how I know how to apologize physically. Hold on, though. That's not a blowjob. That's not like blowjob is not not interchangeable with eating somebody out. I feel like okay. Well, that's probably more on me than on Trey. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm thinking, like like head is exchangeable. But you know, blowjob yeah, is listen, not. I'm several glasses of wine in Hannah. <laughs> I need a little more patience. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I here. just thought that was in the book. I was like, God damn, y'all. No, like, to be do fair, I need to make another list? That no, is not how it works. My actual note just says apology oral. <laughs> so that's Ooh. that's really and so like you know, that might be the best kind of oral. Right? You know, like thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We're getting back on track. Apology oral. Carry on. So there's apology oral. They're like back on their track now and doing well, relatively speaking. And so then Trey goes to meet 
Taryn's dad to talk about an alliance and to actually have that conversation. And so there's definitely like, I think her name was Brody from um, Taryn's original pack, like shows up at the diner and is like, you're late and like, fuck you. Like, how could you ever be like, no one will ever respect you as an alpha female. And Taryn sends that like, sends like, I don't know the, I don't know what word to use for it emits her alpha vibes and energy and is like smothering everyone with her power and Trey's like, oh, holy shit, she's been holding back this entire time. Like, she might be late and, but like, she is powerful AF as a shifter and as an alpha and like, she is very much to be respected in that right. Mm -hmm. And so then like, Terrence's dad is sitting there and like, oh shit, maybe I've underestimated my daughter this whole time. And they end up like securing this alliance with Taryn's father, Lance, not Vance, my husband. With the understanding that Trey and Taryn are going to remain mated. So, yes, per, from Lance's understanding, Okay. Taryn is now with her true mate, and they will be together forever. And Taryn and Trey's understanding is like, this has a, a shelf life and a time limit. Got it. Yes, because they're they're just trying to get through and have enough alliances to get through the battle and the the challenge with Trey's uncle Daryl. Right. So after that, when they get back to pack territory, like some shit happens. Honestly, I don't fully remember, and it was <laughs> it, it was it was pretty trivial. Um, but then, if I'm remembering correctly. Taryn is taking a bath and she like hears a tapping on the window. No. And she like looks out and it's the crow she befriended. Someone killed the crow and what? and hung it upside down outside her so bathroom the wind window was making it like to tap? fuck with her. Not the crow. Not not LJ the crow. I have a crow tattoo. We can't kill crows. That's fucked up. Right. It was like she like lost her shit in the book and then it's like, do I need to leave? Like, what is happening? Right. And it's like clearly a threat. Yes. Like yeah. her car had been vandalized. The crow that she befriended has been killed. Like clearly shit's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so then we're just like, but we don't really know where the threat is coming from, who's doing this, but there's like, there's clearly someone in the pack who's not aligned with everyone else. I mean, smells like Selma. Does it? Does it smell like Selma? I mean, maybe. Jealousy. I think one of my favorite things when I review books is you guessing along the way what happens and then me unfortunately telling you, no, that's not correct. Well, is it Tao? No, damn, girl, be chill. (laughs) I have no chill. I've never had chill. I will never obtain chill. I am chillless. Right. All right. So right around the time that this happens, there's a, I don't remember the name of it, but essentially like social media for packs. Like (laughs) there's like a website where like every pack can have their own individual group. Yeah, like their own world, but then it will also show you like who's aligned who's in an alliance with other people, then you can reach out and message people. So if you want to get in contact with another pack, you can do that that way as well. Okay. So, Taryn helped the Phoenix pack didn't know that this like existed and there's a dude who's more tech savvy. So like she tells them all about it and helps them get all set up on this pack link website kind of energy. Mhm. And she's like, oh, cool. Well, I was also able to find my uncle's pack. And 
my like my my mother's brother's pack. Okay. And so I want to reach out and try and establish in a relationship with them so that way I'll have a place to go when Once. all of this ends right. with Trey. Right. So Taryn gets all excited when her uncle responds to her message and she tells Trey like, oh, we got invited to go to this wedding, like this, this not wedding, mating ceremony. I apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mating ceremony at my uncle's pack. And Trey's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, well, yeah, like I like reached out because like I need to have some place to go when all this is done. And Trey's like, what do you mean you need to have some place to go where all this is done? Like he's starting to get like. Uh, imprinting. Yeah. Not imprinting, just he's still, he's very possessive of his mate. Okay. And, but what he's also trying to convince himself of is like, he's like, well, he's like, it's my wolf. It's not my, not the man. Like, it's not Trey wanting these things. Mm. Right. These are like more like baser level instincts. Yes. It's all like these like primal instincts. Like what he's like trying to blame all of this on. Right. While also like starting to realize like, oh no, that wasn't like. That wasn't me saying that on behalf of, like, my possessive wolf nature. That was me saying that it's, like, Trey the man who wanted her around. Like, so we're starting to get more into that t- territory, right? Right. So then Trey's, like, super salty that she's, like, reaching out to her uncle and trying to establish this relationship. But she's also, like, I need a place to go when all this right. is done. And right. Trey's realizing, like, oh, man, you know, like, now that I think about it, maybe she gave up a lot to be with me. like. <laughs> He's like, I get an alliance out of the deal. I beat my uncle out of this deal. She didn't have to marry Roscoe. Right. That's the end. Like, there's really no other. Right. And has a temporary place to stay. Not even like a a permanent home. Yes. Like, it's been very clear. Like, after this battle with Daryl, like, that's like the extent of our relationship, right? She gone. Exactly. So, Trey's like super salty about it, but goes with her to the mating ceremony at her uncle's pack. Nick is the alpha of this pack. Okay. And, and is Nick the uncle? No. Okay. Don is the uncle. Okay. Um, Don is not the alpha. Got it. Nick has a future book in this series. I think he is in book three, which also arguably is not one of my, like I really love the characters in that book, but like it's not one of my favorites in this okay. series. So okay. just unfortunately throwing that out there, but I really love Nick. <laughs> So this is our introducing. Our, <laughs> our introducing. I'm, we have not have enough booze for you to be speaking I'm introducing like that. <laughs> was what I thought I was saying. This is our introduction to Nick. Mm. But he's like kind of a side character here. So they go to the mating ceremony and like everyone seeing them together is like, oh, we thought it had all kind of been rumor that like this like wasn't a real bond. Like, her true mate died. Like, everyone's kind of been calling bullshit this entire time. And they're sitting there like, no, this is real. Believe us. Like, mm. this is my mate. And then Taryn's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I guess after the battle's done, I'll just be like, oops, I was wrong about my my true mate. It, she's like, I might seem a little crazy, but, like, what other option do I have? Because I really have no other place to go. Right. And so, like, Taryn's uncle, Don, confronts Trey at this wedding and is like, you aren't her true mate he died as a kid like you aren't good enough for her like you're using like mm. just fully lays it out and Trey gets like so pissed and then Taryn gets really pissed and like really defensive of Trey which yeah. also like people defending Trey is a new thing for him so like he's like what I don't even know what to do except probably <laughs> oh offer stars. you more oral but people, not a blowjob 
Like, I'm nice and darn it, people like me. Exactly. But but not enough for oral, I guess. Or maybe maybe right. it is enough for oral. I don't know. So like Trey is like, oh my gosh, like no one's ever defended me this way. And he's like really starting to reconceptualize how he views Taryn. Because mm. like he's always really wanted her around, but is like not really allowing himself to acknowledge that. Right. We're not leaning into it. Mm-hmm. So then Trey's having this like existential crisis when he's like processing all of this. And he is sitting out at the dock and his beta Dante comes and is talking to him. And like Dante is like, has been observing this whole time and like thinks that like something is real between them and is like trying to like push Trey to acknowledge it. Mm. And so like Trey is just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's good for now, but like I'm not into her long term. Like this isn't a long term thing. And so because he'd still been brooding over this like altercation, Taryn had been coming to check on him and, like, walks up and, like, hears him telling his beta that, like, he's not into her and it's okay whenever she leaves. And so then Trey's like, oh, fuck. I, like, really, really screwed up. But, like, and, like, Taryn came out and, like, pretended to be chill with it and was just, like, lighthearted and, like, kind of changed the subject. But, like, clearly was withdrawing and was like, well, if you aren't into this, like, I'm... I'm not going to, like, put effort into being your mate if this is really as temporary as you're saying it is. And so then, like, Trey feels super guilty. As he should. As he should, right? Because he's a little bit of a douche. Yeah, he can be. But it's because of his trauma and he's emotionally stunted. We do like Trey. Okay. We just also need Trey to have a therapist. (laughs) And I don't know if there's a shifter therapist, but what a great job to have. So then in their apology, fuck, also worth noting, I should have noted this a very long time ago. Okay. So when Trey had broken skin on Taryn and like claimed her and like left the mating mark, Taryn was like, I don't want to potentially increase the potential for an imprinting, so I'm not going to mark Trey. Oh, okay. And so she's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there. And then like, her wolf inside is, like, super confused. And she's like, why aren't you, like, claiming our mate and showing people who he belongs to? And Taryn's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not putting us in that situation. And so in this apology fuck that they end up having, Mm. as everything turns into. Not to be confused with apology oral, which is different. Not, yeah, an apology oral, not an apology (laughs) blowjob. Just to be clear. So... In this apology sex that they're having, like, Trey ends up, like, pushing her enough, and they end up, like, progressing enough that she ultimately marks him Uh and claims him. And then what, like, they, like, feel like a bond click into place. Uh Uh-oh. And they're like, oh, fuck, we actually are true mates. Oops. We've been true mates this entire time, so, like... We were we thought we were lying to everyone about being true mates, but I guess we didn't lie about being true mates, and we actually are true mates all along. Mm. So then they're like, "Well, I guess I'm not going anywhere because I'm part of the pack now, and I belong here, and I am the alpha female if I am your mate." So quite literally, my notes say, "Apology, fuck, marked tray, true mates, lots of fucking." <laughs> That's really what happens for a while after that. Okay. Is a lot of okay. fucking is is 
is done. A lot of biting, a lot of marking, mm. a lot of scenting. Maybe mm. not as much scenting. Some scenting. <laughs> They're into each other's scents. So not no scenting, but I don't, some scenting. Like, they don't formally call it scenting. But they're shifters of the wolf, wolf <laughs> varietal. Sure, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, like, mm-hmm. that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's lots of fucking. And then they're, like, they're going about their lives, figuring things out. Um, and Taryn and Trey are down at the lake hanging out. And then, like, Trey gets a call that's like, oh, hey, you're needed at the front gate. Like, the security guy needs you there. And so he takes off and then Taryn goes back to the house. And when she's walking up the stairs, someone grabs her ankles. No, and, I don't like that. Yes. And like, like from like between the between the slats or whatever from underneath. That's how I imagined it. No, I don't like that. Yeah. So like I someone like grabs her ankles and then she nope. falls and hits nope. her head. Nope. And then they're trying to drag her out. But nope. mind you, because her link with Trey has progressed now. And also, it's it's progressed. They know they're true mates, but their link hasn't fully clicked into place yet. It's like started as their true mate link. But because the link hasn't fully finalized itself yet, like they their wolves tend to be more possessive, more insecure, more like wanting to make sure that their mate is okay because they don't feel completely confident in their bond for now. Okay. Yes. So he feels through the bond, her distress and like takes off running back to the house and finds her like unconscious on the ground. And she's like, I, I think I fell, but I think someone pulled me. He's like, well, like, don't like, don't make claims that you like can't take back. And then she's like, no, like for real, like someone yanked me down on these stairs and then tried to drag me. Like they like see like the scrapes on her arms and they're like, okay. So like there is someone here. We don't know who. Something is problematic. Somebody killed your dear friend Crow and then grabbed you horror movie style through the stairs and tried to drag you into the woods. Yes. So then fast forward. Taryn goes into town with Lydia, who's one of the girls in the pack, to get some birthday gifts for Trey. And they're, they're at the mall and they're shopping. And Trey had really wanted to come because he was like, well, if someone's trying to hurt you, like, I don't want you to be alone. And she's like, no, I'll be fine. Because she, like, doesn't want to tell him she's going to buy him birthday gifts. So she and Lydia are at the mall and they're buying all of this lingerie in there. Mm-hmm. They're like, it wasn't breakaway. I forget what it was. It was some sort of, like, baby like doll. edible Breakaway. Black, sparkly, lace, something. Crotchless. (laughs) Crotchless was probably in there. There were so many adjectives to describe this lingerie. And so as they're leaving the mall, Lydia gets in the car and then two goons walk up and they're like, we're here to to deliver a message from Daryl. Like, Uh y'all need to change your mind. We are going to reunite the packs because at this point we're like, if it was, it had been 12 weeks that they had committed to this and we're now like, oh, we're actually in this. This is, this doesn't have a deadline. Mm-hmm. And we're now like 10 or 11 weeks in. And they're like, you need to change your mind and you need to reunite these packs. And this is us showing you a lesson. So they go to attack Taryn to teach her a lesson. And Taryn instead beats the shit out of these two goons. Nice. Like 
It says, like, she grabs one by the balls, twists, and yanks so hard that they should have dislodged from his body. Good for her. Right? Like, headbutts one, but, that, like, that, that leaves a little cut when she does that. So, Lydia calls her mate, and who, in turn, tells Trey. And so, Trey's losing his shit, and so, like, they start coming and, like, trying to, like, get to her... But the, the goons are already gone at this point because she has fully taken care of them. But, but she tells them, she's like, this was your uncle trying to get you to retaliate so that way you would lose your shit and then the, like, you would change your mind about how to proceed with this challenge. Right, so don't react. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't react. That is exactly what he was trying to get out of you. I handled it. But she's injured and by injured, like she's a slight cut from where she had, but the head butted, head butted the dude. I was, about to say, <laughs> I was about to say head butt the dude, and then I was like, I don't, I don't think grammatically that was my strongest point. I think of all the things that are happening right now, the grammatical correctness of the tenses of head butt are probably the least of our concerns. That's fair, but also. Taryn was like, how the fuck did y'all know we were at the mall? Because I would have smelled you a long time ago if you guys had been following us all the time. And they're like, oh, one of the goons is like, our informant in your pack told us where you would be. So she's like, cool. I don't know who it is, but we now have confirmation. Um, so then we moved to Trey's birthday. Sure. In this journey. Um, Trey doesn't like to celebrate his birthday. She forces him to have fun forces him to go out. They go to a fair, go on all of the rides. But she told him, like, if you go and, like, celebrate your birthday with us for the day, I'll be your personal sex toy for an hour where you can do anything you want to me for an hour. And honestly, here's the thing, Hannah. We read a lot of smut. There's a lot of gratuitous sex scenes. We do. And this was a sex scene that I was like, oh, shit, we we still going. Like, (laughs) it did not end. Because there's a lot with, like, the submission between the two of them. So, like, he ties her up. And so, like, we go through that whole trope. And then we move to anal. And then we go through that whole trope. And, like, it's just, I'm like, yep, this sex is constant. But, like, in a way that I'm like, I'm exhausted reading about it. Not even engaging in it. Right. Like, I'm not into it. Yes. Calm yourself, y'all. But they wake up the next morning. And she's like, oh, why do I smell a little different? And it's uh oh, she pregnant. <laughs> so so hold up, she could smell it the next day. Yeah, because physiologically she's changed, and they all have an increased sense of smell because of their shifter status. Obviously, okay. but like she walks in any room, and like everyone is like, "You're pregnant!" Like everyone can smell it on her, including Trey. That's terrible. Yes, so- I would. I wouldn't be a fan of that. No. I don't think being able to having someone be like, I smell your pregnancy. <laughs> like if, if someone ever said that, I'm like, we have a lot bigger concerns here. I mean, I feel like that's akin to like, like just asking a woman if she's pregnant because she, you feel like she looks pregnant. Like mind your fucking business, dude. So I adore my aunt with every fiber of my being. She's one of my favorite humans in the world. Okay. And one time she said to a woman, that dress looks so good on you. It really flatters your bump. And the woman was not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
I'm like, oh, damn, that is not a, a great look. But that, that shit is hilarious when it's not you that it's happening to. For real. Yes. For real. Um. So then Trey's um, – not Trey. Taryn's uncle has been like, hey, I want to apologize. I was a real dick at that mating ceremony. So – um, her Taryn's uncle Don and Nick and I think someone else I honestly don't fully remember they show up to the pack to kind of like hash things out and mm-hmm. like have this conversation um, in this conversation Trey and Taryn are sitting there and their sex life comes up and I'm like I don't why and why? how because Tra- oh we haven't even talked about Greta Greta is Trey's grandmother <laughs> okay She's sassy as shit. I love this woman, and I love the banter between her and Taryn and the insults they throw. I do love a sassy grandma. Like, being like, you're out of your depth in a puddle. Or like, I don't have time to deal with people whose IQ is on the right side of the decimal point. (laughs) Um, Or, like, please stop talking shit. You've talked so much, I can smell it on your breath. Like, like just like those sorts of, you're like, yes, I'm here for these insults. So like, just like this banter back and forth. Right. And at one point, like, Trey's grandmother's like, stop talking about sex. And Taryn's like, oh, would you prefer another name for it? Trey likes burying the bishop, but I prefer (laughs) hiding Pedro. (laughs) So just like she just says this in a group of people, which I think is kind of hilarious because her uncle is sitting there while she's talking about playing hiding Pedro with her mate. I honestly prefer burying the bishop. I am I, I am a slut for alliteration. I do love alliteration. Like right? Honestly, when I'm at work, whenever I have to send a meeting, like a calendar invite to someone, I always try and figure out if I can fit a subtle alliteration in there to make myself mm. happy. I can't always do it subtly, but that's a, a story for another time. So <laughs> um, while they're there, they get a call that like a bunch of Trey's old pack, um, Daryl's pack has shown right? up and they've been like, oh, we wanted to make sure Taryn was okay. We didn't endorse what happened. They're like, how does she heal so quickly? And they're like, what do you mean? How does she heal so quickly? And they're like, well, because like they beat her up and then like a good Samaritan came and kicked their asses. And they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, Taryn kicked their asses and they lied about it to make themselves sound better. She kicked their ass. Mm. Sis, plural. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Plural asses. Yes, carry on. And so from there, let's just speed up a smidge. We get to the final battle. Mm-hmm. Um, Between? Daryl and Trey. Okay. And so Trey's been working on building these alliances, but hasn't disclosed how many he's built because he knows he has an informant. So that way, Daryl will show up thinking like he's w- going to like have so many people over what Trey does. Right. He's going to have the advantage. Yes. And so this. they're like, oh man, we only have like the alliance from like Taryn's uncle's pack, which is Nick's pack, and her dad's pack, which is Lance's pack. We only have like two packs backing us. No, they had like a ton of packs backing them, but they just didn't disclose that to anyone. Mm-hmm. So the battle starts, everything, everyone starts fighting. Like Trey totally calls his uncle on like, you knew you couldn't win a one-on-one battle against me. So that's mm. why we did this whole rigmarole. And so then while all of this is going on, um, all of the women, and especially with Taryn being pregnant, are all back at the pack house. Right. And... 
they're like, hey, drink this. It'll make you calm down. Like, just like Uh-oh. drink some warm milk. And then she starts to feel dizzy. Uh-oh. And out of it. Uh-oh. And one of the pack members, I'm also trying to like not give all of the spoilers. Just give way. the spoilers, Well, babe. I also feel like I didn't necessarily give enough context for some of these spoilers. Because it's someone in the pack that we haven't necessarily discussed already. Okay. Um, But someone in the pack is like, oh, no. I've been biding my time until I could get revenge against Trey for killing my true mate. And I've always hated him. Mm. And this isn't cool. And I'm going, he needs to know the pain that I felt. Uh oh. So he's like, he, this pack member drugs Taryn and is like, I need to get you delivered to Daryl, Trey's uncle. She gets drugged a whole lot. She really, she's not doing, well, twice? I mean, I mean, <laughs> let's think about in the grand scheme of your life, two times is two times too many to be drugged. That is valid. <laughs> I mean, hmm. so consent matters. <laughs> Our ongoing, like, we're not sponsored by Boda Box, but we wish we were, and consent matters are probably <laughs> the two things you will hear the most from us on this show. Very true. Until you hear... We are sponsored by Boda Box, and consent still matters. <laughs> it does. The only difference will be if we ever get sponsored by Boda Box. <laughs> so they're in this final battle, and the pack member is delivering Taryn to the uncle. Right. And then Trey's standing there and, like, like smells his mate and is like, what the fuck? She shouldn't be down here. And goes and, like, sees his uncle with his claws against her stomach and is like, oh, uh. fuck. Like, that's my mate and my child. And like at at one point, Taryn had been like, I love you. But Trey's like, I don't know what love is. I think this is like the closest I'll ever have to being able to offer. I want to know what love is. But I honestly don't think he does want to know what love is. Mm. I think he was like, this is all I have to offer. I'm so sorry. I'm broken. And so then like <sighs> his uncle has her. Then he's like, I do love her. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, man. Go to therapy. Why we does it all take do. like- Yes. Threat to life and limb for you to get in touch with your emotions, right. dude. I'm like, like this, just go to therapy. This could have been avoided. All of this could have been avoided. So then Taryn, sensing that this like danger to her and her pup is gro- is growing. Uh-huh. Her pup. Sure. Carry pup. on. Yep. That's what they call them in the book. <laughs> Better than wolf pup. <laughs> No one needs to say that because we know <laughs> what type of pup it is. Ops. Ops. So she manages, like, the uncle is distracted by Trey a little bit. She manages to, like, grab a part of him. And then her wolf is, like, going crazy, being like, I need to protect my child, my pup. And so Taryn shifts. What? And everyone loses their goddamn shit because this is the first time in the history of the universe that a latent wolf has managed to, like, shift. Who's latent now, bitch? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, ultimately, they end up killing the uncle. Nice. And finding, they now know who the informant in the pack was and can address it accordingly. There's a lot we missed in this sure. book. Sure. Um. Lots of detail. Yeah, there there was a lot of detail that was missed, but I feel like that's that's the most concisely authentic version I can tell. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where we will leave feral sins. Okay, and there is a second book still about them. 
So the second book is about the the Beta Dante. Oh, okay. The third book is about Nick. Okay. The pack alpha of the other pack. Mm -hmm. And then there's, I think there's like seven. Honestly, I read the first four and then I needed a break. Um, Not that they weren't good. I just like, you can only read about so much shifter sex (laughs) before (laughs) you need a break. Um, And then the fourth book is about Nick's sister, I believe. And she ends up with one of Trey's enforcers. Is it Tao? No. For some reason, I really want Tao to be happy. I hope he gets a book. Well, he probably does have one that I haven't read. But I will say, Tao and Taryn make amends because, oh yeah, I didn't even, we didn't even go into that. Holy shit. So... (laughs) Like, everyone kind of knows Tao has some feelings for Taryn, and she's just, like, not fully aware of it. And so, like, Trey definitely, like, makes a few, like, claiming moves where, like, mm. like he's fucking Taryn down by the river and can smell Tao. Like, he's, like, staking his territory. Yes, like, yeah. Tao had been out on a run, and, like, like Trey's, like, making eye contact with Tao as he's railing Taryn kind of energy Gross. to be, like— I need you to know she belongs to me, not you, because she's my mate. Like, she's my true mate. Like, that kind of energy. I hate that energy. And so then Tao, at some point, when shit is still not good, like, between Taryn and Trey, like, pretty much tells Taryn, when you leave the pack, I would leave with you. And Trey loses his shit when he finds out. But his beta, Dante, is like, you don't need to do anything or retaliate. Him having to see you and Taryn is pain enough and like right. punishment enough for him. This is like hashtag team Liam all over again. This is hurting my heart. Um, But I will say then in the future, once like Taryn and Trey's bond has solidified, like her and Tao have a conversation where he feels really guilty like that she got attacked and he's like, I should have been there. And she's like, no. Aww. She's like, now that we're roommates, I would have said like, I don't need a bodyguard anyway. It's like, that's not on you. And he's like, no. He's like, watching all together now, I really do get why the two of you belong together. And he's like, and I like respect you as my alpha and I'm not like trying to interfere on that. And like, I wish y'all all the best. And then like their relationship gets a lot healthier. Well, that's nice. It really was. But yeah, there's honestly, there's just so many side characters in this one that I was yeah. like, there's a lot that we, that could be delved into. We got to pare it down. Yes. No, why I, I didn't even tell you who the informant and the like traitor was in this pack yeah, the entire I time. That up. Yeah. Yes. We glossed over that. So if you want to know, I guess, read read the book. I'm going to get Chelsea to tell me after we stop recording. Yeah. Well, so. read Feral Sins. It's great. Like, honestly, I've read it twice. And I, like, I really, really like this book. I think, like, reading about it, or, like, not reading about it, describing it here doesn't sound as like necessarily fun as like it's a the really actual read. Yes. Like I it's a truly enjoyable book. There's a lot of nuance and a lot of stuff that like we just couldn't get into for the sake of time. But it's mm-hmm. a really fun journey. So I like would really actually recommend reading this one. So how many wolf pups would you give this? Out of how many? I don't know. You tell me. I'd give it like 10 out of 12. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty high. Yes. Like, legitimately, 
I've read it twice. I imagine there will be additional rereads in the future. Okay. Okay. Yes, it's a it's a fun one. I we didn't really like go into all of I know this is Smut Club, but we like we didn't necessarily go into like all of the sexual ass. There's a lot more sex than what was described here. Sure. If that's important to you. <laughs> um we were looking at plot not yes. Well, sex. and I think like a lot of this plot was also bent and like around like the the possessive nature of shifters and like right, navigating right. those dynamics. So a lot of those dynamics aren't ne- necessarily like a sexual encounter, mm. but they do tie into it when you're reading it. Okay. I see. Yeah, I, I would say like actually like a solid like 10 out of 12 wolf pups. Nailed it. Wolf pups. 10 out of 12 <laughs> wolf pups. Nailed it. So. On that note, thanks and y'all have a good one. Thank you for joining us for that (laughs) and for putting up with me not being able to pronounce certain words. We are glad you're here. Like wolf. We know, Hannah. We know what word I can't pronounce. (laughs) Damn, girl. Be chill. (laughs) Night, everybody. Night. (laughs) Next week on Smut Club. And then I went back and started at the beginning. They're from Tampa. They live in hey, Tampa, Florida. They live in Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Tampa. So something to know. Um, <laughs> Hannah and I are both from Florida. Um, we both got out of Florida. Hell yeah. And we both hold this like weird tension where like we can talk shit about Florida, but we feel very like defensive and protective <laughs> of it. Do. And and another, right? Like there are so many stories that I'm like, oh, someone threw another alligator through a fast food window drive-thru. That's Florida for you. But then on the other hand, if like if my husband were to be like, I saw this story about Florida, I'd be like, fuck you, you are not from Florida. Mind your business. You are not allowed to say that. Well, that's it for this week's Mutt Sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.